They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now, they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are... Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling! This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, brought to you and powered by ProWrestlingTees.com. Every wrestling t-shirt you've ever wanted, well, they're all cool again because ProWrestlingTees.com is bringing them all to you. And at this time, I'm going to welcome in my co-host, my tag team partner, my good old friend, my buddy, Primetime, John Paz. What's up? Hey, yo. Not too much, Chad. What's going on? Oh, another much man joining us though today, a member of the Bullet Club. Man, were we pumped to have the bad boy himself, Tamatanga, joining the two-man power trip. What are your thoughts on our very fun chat with Tamatanga? Oh yeah, Bullet Club for life. Finally, awesome after. We've probably recorded about, what, 75 episodes, and the first Bullet Club member, Thomas Hong, is pretty awesome uh, to get him on. He's such a nice, humble guy, almost too humble. Maybe in the ring he's cocky, but I think he's a, he's a very humble guy, which, yeah, very likable. And uh, pretty crazy that it was his first U.S. interview. Yeah, that was uh, that was like one of those uh, shocking little stats that you find out uh, in post production where, you know, uh, I thought see I, what I thought was fun about him and like that was great the way you said that that you know the personality in the ring is so much different than the personality outside the ring because for a guy who was you know having his first real you know United States uh, interview uh, I thought it was a hell of a talk you know he really gave us uh, everything we were kind of looking for and. Um, Another great look into that world of Japanese pro wrestling, which is kind of sweeping the United States right now and uh, is a pretty hot topic. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you guess you could say WWE is number one in the world, but if you look at business-wise, they're down, and New Japan is way, way up, and Bullet Club is huge not only in Japan, Mexico, but also in the United States. And a big part of that, obviously, is the bad boy himself, Tamatanga. So it's just awesome to be able to get into, you know, his head as we're talking about Okada, Nakamura, Tanahashi, and, of course, his Bullet Club brethren, AJ Styles, the Young Bucks, etc. So pretty awesome to be able to to uh, to get into the, the, the Japanese, what we love, the Japanese wrestling. Yeah, and actually, what I what I think one of the things that that stood out the most, and and actually kind of uh, thinking back to that comment about him being humble, is that you know we talk about performing in front of large crowds in Japan, and and kind of made the comparison to comparing in front you know in front of crowds in the United States, and he made a comment about how you know he hasn't had that opportunity to perform on a big stage in the United States. And whereas I do think that is very unfortunate, I, I don't think it's very far from his future. 
Oh, yes. Very, very true. And obviously a huge stage in Japan. He's welcome in front of and even uh, Mexico with CMLL, who he's had a great little run there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that opportunity is going to be too far away for him. But uh, knowing his family lineage, I'm sure he's been to some big-time shows in the U.S. Yeah, that was uh, that was next on my, my little bullet list. But uh, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know it was kind of tough to, uh, you know, not talk about Haku, his father, right out of the gate. But uh, what was your favorite thing that he said about his dad and growing up in a household where, uh, oh, dear God, if you maybe uh, thinking doing something wrong might be the second thought on your mind. <laughs> we, we made a joke about how, you know, how, tough Haku is and uh, the legendary stories about him and stuff and I think my favorite part was when he was basically saying that uh, you know, maybe he caught a few whoopings from his dad here or there so he must be pretty damn tough to survive that because uh, even some of the boys like J.J. Snake Roberts, he was you know, pretty much afraid of a beating from Haku. Yes, yes, and your quote that you pulled out about Jake is great but we can save that uh, for yes, the episode you know, itself but I can't stress enough, please support uh, Tamatanga. You know, seek him out. It gives all his plugs uh, at the end. Just please seek him out. He's definitely a name to watch and uh, one of our personal favorites that we've we've dealt with so far. He's nice, nice, humble guy, and we, just, we had a lot of fun. And uh, we're a few weeks out from the, the big Glenn Kelly Eternal Tranquility benefit at the Beachcomber in Seaside, New Jersey featuring all the great legends that we've talked about, like Kurt Angle and Mick Foley and Tatanka and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Ted DiBiase, and the list goes on and on. And also that weekend he will be performing uh, for JCW at a huge show at Six Flags Great Adventure. So uh, please go and try and seek out his matches and support him and also support him on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, so with that being said, John, it was a pleasure talking to him, and now it's going to be a pleasure to hear from you. Yes, yes, yes. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com for all your wrestling needs, and do yourself a favor, check out the bad boy himself, Tom Atanga, on there. If you're a fan of the Bullet Club and you're a fan of awesome artwork, check out his page on there because yeah, I think, I mean, there's awesome artwork on there regardless from all the wrestlers, but I think he might have the best sure it's going on there so definitely give that a look and also as far as two-man power trip is concerned please subscribe to us on youtube we're starting to put more and more little clips up there which is a lot of fun recently put up some good stuff with kane some good stuff with jesse ventura is coming back so please check out the youtube page also subscribe to us on itunes please leave a review we could use some of your feedback that would be great also, like us on Facebook, Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling, and then the Twitter machine at Wrestling Pal and at Two Man Power Trip is always good stuff. Little anecdotes from us on there, always some fun stuff. And then of course the website tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. And on the page you'll see a little Amazon link. Please click on that and do your Amazon shopping through there. We got a little kickback from it, so we'd be greatly appreciated if you did that. And now, please enjoy the interview with the bad boy himself, Bullet Club for Life, 
Bullet Club member, Tama Taga. All right, just doing a quick intro, and then we'll get rolling. <clears throat> Our guest tonight is a current member of the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster, and, of course, a member of the explosive worldwide phenomenon faction, The Bullet Club. And, of course, his family has a very rich history in the wrestling business. And with that being said, we welcome in Tama Tonga. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, I guess I could say, uh, you know, welcome back uh, from your travels. And I know you're going to be heading back to Japan in a couple of weeks, but tell us what it's like coming back and forth in that time when you get back home, how you relax and uh, prepare to get back on the road again. Oh, man, it's uh, it's actually pretty hard at first to get used to because, uh, you know, you, you come stay at home for like, Two weeks, a week, two weeks, and then you go back to Japan, and you're there for like two to three, maybe four weeks. So like you have to adjust. You know the time change is like they're thirteen hours ahead, so it's like day and night. Yeah, so it's like as soon as you get back, you know, as soon as I get there, you're expected to work right away. So if we get there on Tuesday, you we like we'll wrestle on Wednesday, you know. So it you know by the time we start wrestling at six p.m. man. Man, you're like your body's like wanting to sleep because you know uh, the time change. Man, America's sleeping here is like brightest day over there in Japan, so you got to be on the go like quick, you know. So for for somebody like you, so you know when you have that time off and you get home, you know do you do you wait like a day or so to get like back into the gym, or do you let your mind kind of take a, a wrestling break? Like what what is your what's the unwinding process uh, when you get back? Uh Shoot, I actually, like, as soon as I get home, uh, I, uh, next day I'm at the gym. I, I have to, like, try as hard as I can to adjust my, my, my mind and body. I'm, I'm like, in recovery mode, but still trying to uh, still keep – because I, 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 like I like to work out, so I got to get that workout in to, like, adjust me as fast as I can to, like, American time. And then also, uh, you know, I'm sure your, uh, you know, your family's pumping your back uh, – Back on the uh, the state ground over here, and uh, you know I'm sure they uh, you guys keep in touch when you're over there. But uh, how how is it acclimating back to being around your friends and family as well? Um. Okay, hold on. You gotta ask that again. What's that? <laughs> no, like you know, getting back and seeing you know your your friends and family when you're gone, you're on the road, you're with your you know your boys, uh, um. you know in Japan, and when you get back to the friendly faces at home. You know, does it take a, uh, a day or so, or you just get right back into it with them too? I mean, they 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 pretty much understand it now because I've I've been doing this for five years, so it's I mean my my friends and family is my close you know they they understand so like once I get back we just get back to you know how how things all were when I left off. I mean we pretty much communication between everybody's pretty like uh, it's simple now because of. Cause we all got uh, iPhones, and so iMessage, we like we keep in contact, FaceTime. I mean, I, it's I pick up, you know, whether I'm here or there. Like the communication lines now, it's a lot better than it was like during my dad's days back in the early '90s. Now that was that was hard. Now, speaking of your dad, now in Japan, obviously you're Tama Tonga. Is it yeah. cool? 
that you have the same name that your dad once had? You know, like the Japanese tradition, they they, they love your father over there, they respect your father. Is it cool having the same name? Yeah, like, it was actually, um, uh, me and my dad came up with it. Like, uh, I was in Puerto Rico at the time, right before I went to Japan in uh, 2010. I was in Puerto Rico uh, working for uh, uh, WWC, was it? Yeah, and uh, for Carlos Colon, and... I got a phone call from Hattori, uh, from my dad saying that, uh, you know, Hattori wanted us, uh, wanted me over there. So we were just like, they wanted to know a name and everything. At the time, at the time, I was going as uh, King Tonga Jr. in Puerto Rico because my dad had worked in Puerto Rico back in the, what's that, 80s during the Caribbean, you know, times. So, like, that was his name. So I was just, kind of, they knew me as his son. So I went as that. And then, me and my pop just kind of came up with a name while I was over there in Puerto Rico as, as Tomatonga. That was his name when he was in uh, Hawaii working for Peter Maivia, the, the Rock's uh, grandfather. So, I mean, it's tradition, I guess you would say. I don't know. I'm honored to, to get that name and, and, and represent it because it's, to me, uh, Tomatonga means a lot. There's a lot to feel, you know? So Yeah, it's awesome to keep the tradition alive and obviously there's some other guys like David Boyd Smith Jr. and stuff too who keep that awesome tradition alive of the, you know taking their father's names right. really cool to see now one thing I, I definitely got to mention first as we're talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling I, I know I'm like skipping around a little bit here but got to <laughs> talk about the formation of the greatest faction probably of the last 15 years the Bullet Club Talk about yes. how you came together with Prince David and Carl <laughs> Anderson and Bad Luck Saleh. Uh, man, we uh, we actually like came up together through the uh, Young Boy system uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We were um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Are you guys familiar with the Young Boy uh, system in New oh, Japan? Yeah, the, yeah, yep. the dojo. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we came up. We all came up through that system, and uh, but Ferg was the first one over there. Prince David was the first one. And then uh, Machine Gun came in, and then Fale came in. Fale was the last, is the last foreigner to to like really do that. Uh, the young boy from like scrap like zero to one hundred. I mean, he did everything. Like me, Chad, but it's still the young boy system. And then I came in and and, and did like same like uh who's that? Um, Chad and uh, Prince David. So it's uh we we became friends after that. You know, just because we were the only foreigners in a. Uh, uh, in New Japan at the time, besides in uh, Tenzan, Tenzan, uh, I mean Tenzai, I'm sorry, in uh, WWE, uh, Jan Bernard. So like we became friends because we were the only we were the outsiders and we had such a great time. And uh, I think the Booker just kind of saw that and uh, put us together. And you know, what better what better way to work with your friends, you know? Oh yeah, can you possibly imagine the the popularity that you've gotten from the Bullet Club? I mean it blown up and it's crazy you know Japanese fashion but it's so popular in the United States as well <laughs> yeah I mean um, hey I'm it's awesome that's what I can say about it it's, it's really cool <laughs> but, were you surprised about how popular it became uh, I, I, man I don't I don't know I don't know what to tell you on that because uh, I, I thought we were cool and and not not to sound uh, you know, cocky or anything. I, I I knew the talent that we were working with, uh, with with Prince David and Chad and Machine Gun and uh Fale. I just I just thought, man, these guys like 
if you look at them, they all got it factors. And I was like, man, if there's a way, you know, and then and then they're having fun and we're having fun and the cool that logo, that Bullet Club logo really like brought eyes towards us and and that's what um you know and we knew we could just showcase our talent from there, you know. But I mean, surprised? Not really, but at the same time, I mean, yes, you know. Yep, definitely, definitely understand. The the logo is awesome. I got a I got a couple of Bullet Club shirts myself. I got to admit, great <laughs> great stuff. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, great. I got them off there. Great uh, great site. Now, yeah. it's crazy to say that the Bullet Club uh, how popular they were. Obviously with David it was great, but it's weird to basically lose the leader and then even get more popular. So then you add AJ as he's a quote unquote leader. I guess you would kinda of say Carl Anderson might be the leader, but you add AJ to the group and then you guys blow up. What's it like working with the AJ Styles? Oh man, it's it's he's like he truly is phenomenal. That's a phenomenal wrestler right there. I uh I love watching him work because he's man, that man can go. Um yeah, it, 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 I, I love working with him. There you go. <laughs> and he adds that, you know, that he adds that star power to the Bullet Club, you know, and and also, you know, it, you know, losing David, the reason, a big reason why, uh, a big part of us still going up, going up, is also because the Young Bucks, you know, they had the the indie fan, you know, they're king of the indies, and then you got AJ from TNA, and they brought their fans over, and, you know, now more eyes are on us. So, like, very, like, if you look at our group, very talented individuals, you know. It's an unbelievable faction. I mean, obviously, it's the best faction, I think, since the NWO, and it's great, and obviously, you guys pay tribute to the NWO, and then, oddly enough, somehow, some way, Scott Hall's son, Cody Hall, enters the Bullet Club. What's it been like with Cody? Is, I mean, is uh, is it cool that, you know, Hall, you get the Scott Hall's son, you know, oh, in, yeah. in the Bullet Club? Oh, man. Like, all right, like, besides my, like, growing up, besides me, like, loving my dad as a wrestler, as a kid, that's, like, the second the second person that came, like, right below him was uh, Razor Ramon. That, that, he made me look at wrestling like, man, it was cool to be the bad guy. You know, because I wasn't no angel growing up, so <laughs> and I was like, God. <laughs> so like he like, and then now having his son, you know, coming in, and you know, his son is, is 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 green, but man, he is full of like potential. Like he is so he's got everything. You know, just he's got it. The kid's got it. You know, just needs the proper training and uh and and really good experience. And man, this kid's gonna be something. It's funny that with him, you see a picture of Scott, and Scott's huge. He's like six, seven or so. And then you look at Cody, and you're like, "Wow, uh, this kid's bigger than his dad." I mean, he is just a huge, huge beast of, of a of a man. And I think the Bullet Club's the perfect, you know, he's a perfect young boy for you guys. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I can see it. fits right in like a puzzle, huh? And it's kind of cool. You and him, you know, obviously have a connection. Both of your fathers extremely uh, famous wrestlers, you know, in their prime, in their heydays. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, you know, because, like, I don't know, just, like, listening to stories, you know, from, from back then, and you're like, oh, man, you, oh, your dad was this and that, and with Scott Hall, and, you know, during their time, this and that, they worked together, and it's and now it's, I look now, you know, 20, <laughs> 20, 25 years from now, somebody's going to be telling stories of me and, you know, 
oh, man, your dad's talking about me and him, you know, Cody. We're going to have our own stories, you know. So a lot of cool things to come, you know, a lot of, like, big things, a lot of great stories to tell. There you go. Definitely, definitely. And obviously there's some other awesome guys in the Bullet Club as well. you got Takahashi, Kenny Omega, and we didn't even mention Doc Gallows. I mean, the Bullet Club's awesome. But you got to talk about who the Bullet Club is feuded with and somebody who you have had several matches with and a guy I consider possibly the best wrestler in the world, you know, not counting AJ Styles, might be Kazuchika Okada. What's it like working with the Rainmaker? Oh, man. Like, the kid, the kid is good. Like, he's really good. Um, and he's got so much more room to grow. Like, there's, he's got so much. He's that good right now. But he's got so much more to grow. Like, can you imagine? And I know he's going to feel it. I know he's going to, definitely. This kid's going to be, like, superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And then, of course, the ace himself, the legendary Hiroshi Tanahashi. What's it like working with uh, Tanahashi? And, you know, is he as as good as everyone says he is? Is he the ace? Oh, he's he's number one in the world. I truly 100% believe that. He's truly the number one wrestler in all the world. Like, seeing him in ring and outside of ring, that's a champion. That's a that's a true champion because he's man. If you work with him, is he? Look at all his matches. He can have great matches with everybody. Different styles of wrestling. He still have great wrestling. That's that's a pro. Yeah, he he's amazing. And then of course you can't uh, forget about the enigmatic superstar himself, Nakamura. I mean, he's he's weird. He's strange, but he's just a phenomenal wrestler. What's it like wrestling Nakamura? Oh man, he, he I learned a lot from him. Like uh I paired up a lot with him when I uh started in New Japan and uh he sets apart. He sets apart like and you have to he, he makes you like go and get it. That's uh he's tough man, like but like easy going tough, you know? Like you know, follow him if you wanna be in the big leagues, follow him. You know, that's that's his his attitude but in a good, positive way. Uh, it's It's been definitely a, a learning, a big learning experience with him especially. That's uh, My dad loves his wrestling. Uh, that's my dad's. You know, my dad's unconventional, and he loves that, that style. He loves Nakamura's uh, style. That's oh, yeah. awesome. He's, he's the man. And, you know, let me ask you actually about the crowds. Performing in front of the Japanese crowd, obviously, uh, I mean, I hate to say they're more respectful than the, the United States crowd, but they definitely are. Uh, but now with the Bullet Club, there's definitely more of a, uh, you know, like a sports entertaining feel to the crowd getting involved and stuff. So tell us about those crowds and uh, and performing versus the U.S. crowd. Uh, well, we're actually seeing it change. Like uh, when I first got there, they were very, like, reserved and they weren't making a lot of noise, only doing, like, when a big thing happens, boom, they'll get up, they'll, they'll clap, you know. But unlike the Americans, you know, it's constantly, you know, one after another, you know. But, but the Japanese fans are very reserved. Until, like, the last couple of years, as the Bullet Club formed, we 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 changed the game how it is in, in New Japan. You know, we're, we're um, you see a mixture of strong, you know, it's not just all strong style anymore. You, you're actually watching... You know, entertainment. You know, it's wrestling. Like we're these guys are athletic. They're you know they're talented, 
you're actually watching something different, you know, you're not just getting just one style. So uh, the fans have changed, and you know, you're hearing them more vocal, more vocal, but in a in a not good way, not in a derogatory way. So, but it's it's good. It's, it's actually really uh, enjoyable. Uh, not quite uh, too experienced with uh, Americans, like a big crowd, uh, American fans that have have yet to uh, to uh, what's that wrestle in front of like ten thousand or more. In the American crowd, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll tell you what, and I don't know if that's the you know one of the things with the North American uh, fan base really catching on now to New Japan that the style is changing and it's definitely getting a lot more attention. I mean, there's people who I know that you know they I've known they watch wrestling, but now they're starting to talk about New Japan, and you're like, really? Like I wasn't aware you even knew what was going on over there. But do the you know do the purists in Japan, do the guys maybe behind the scenes, uh, you know, in the the office or something, do they do they like that change, or is that something that everybody's trying to get used to? Oh yeah, it's 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 them. They're like, um, it's I guess it's them. <laughs> They're okay if I mean if they didn't like it, they wouldn't let us go through with it, you know. So it's either a yes or a no. So <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there there is them. So it, I mean, it's open and. You know the Bullet Club. We kind of just uh, we're in a in a, like how how would you say we're in we're in a very I think a big period in wrestling in Japan because you're seeing a transition from old to new. You know, and just a newer entertainment in Japan, and we're leading the pack. New Japan is leading. You know, not just by a little, by a lot. You know, a lot of other companies, uh, Japanese wrestling companies, are going under, and and we're thriving, so we're just adapting to change, you know, adapt and move forward, I guess. Yeah, definitely. New Japan is definitely the hottest company, I think, in the world. Obviously, WWE is, you know, where they are, but they're kind of floundering over here. And if you look at New Japan, you look at the attendance, you look at New Japan World, you look at their merchandise, I mean, blowing up. They're definitely number one. And you yeah. got to say it. At the forefront of that, I guess you could say, would be uh, Ghetto and Jado, who are the bookers over there. What's it like um, with those two? Do you think that they have more of like a, almost like an American-style vision of what they see for New Japan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're definitely uh, American-style. You know, um, they like that style, especially like the early, then, I mean, not the early, uh, the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, Gato and them, they, they were, you know, in the ECW, so they, man, they've they've experienced it. They were even uh, in Mexico. They were in Mexico with my dad. So I, he's just a genius. Gato is so, um, and that's hey, it's working right now. As you can see, he's been in charge, and we're we're at the front of the game. So there, <laughs> the answer. Oh yeah, yep. And obviously, Bullet Cup is great. And we were talking before. We said like the design of the shirt is cool, but now. With you, I've seen obviously in pro wrestling tees, you see your designs and, and your shirts. Are you the one that comes up with your artwork yourself? Because even your face paint is—it's just awesome. It's just such a cool original look. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, but the artwork—that's um, some of the stuff is like fans. I just kind of just put it forward. Um, paint job—that's all me. That's my my paint job is my own. You know, something that. 
I picked up on the way of growing up and playing video games. It's so cool because I, I, I think that you, I think you might have just, just put it out there on Twitter or something, but I, I remember just seeing it was the shirt, but it's literally just the face paint. It, I mean, it was so cool and it was like just a great visual. You look at it like, man, that looks scary as hell, but cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, hey, and I, I owe all that, you know, I owe a lot of that to uh, what's that? To uh, Razor Ramon, you know. I thought he was man, he's he's badass, but damn, you know, but he's cool as hell. So I I wanted to be, I wanted to portray that, you know, like be, you know, you could tell the character, you know, I'm, you'd be scary but cool, you know, appreciate the, the I guess the visual, whatever you would say to it. Yep, yeah, the vision, it's such a cool visual. Yeah, I remember I was going through it on Twitter. I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cool as hell. It looks scary as hell, but it's just cool as hell. <laughs> and then if I could for a brief minute here, if I could just travel back in time and ask you, how did you actually get started? Obviously, your dad is a legend in the business, but how did you actually get started in the business? Did like um, did he force you into it or something you wanted to do? No, I, um, I wanted to do it right out of high school. And uh, he told me no. <laughs> he told me to uh, go do go do something else, and uh, you know, get experience in life, do something, go to school or whatever. And I ended up doing, uh, joining uh, Air Force, and so you know, he wanted me to do that first. And then uh, I did Air Force for about six years, came out, and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm ready now. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool. And uh, so I came in. Me and my uh, my brother, he went to. Uh, UTEP. He did. He had a full ride for football, and after he was done, we both came back home and we decided let's let's go at it. And that was in 2009 or 2008, I think. Yeah. And then you ended up training, I guess, with uh, Baba and Devon, right? You trained with that Team 3D down in uh, Florida. I, I was. Uh, I actually started training with my with my pop and uh, Ricky Santana. We're at first we're like the first like I say six months. Um, my dad wanted to train us, kind of like show us the Japanese way. And um, for like the first six months, we we like we uh, used Bubba's uh, ring. We go in there on Sundays, and my dad and Ricky Santana would t- you know train me and uh, my brother. And then I, after that, uh, Bubba asked us to come in for school, and we did. And just from then on, there you go. <laughs> You think that, you know, having so much experience, obviously, your family, you think it just came easier to you than it would for somebody else? You know, basically, you think you were just a natural? Uh, I, I guess. I, I mean, it came easier to me, be, like, the, uh, I'd say the the physical side, because I, I played all sports all my whole life, so I, I grew up playing sports, so... You know the bumps and the physicality of wrestling came naturally to me. That you know, and everything else was just picked up on the way. Yeah, it's cool looking at, at your career. I mean, as you advance forward, obviously you mentioned before you were in Puerto Rico with the WWC, and then you spent a lot of time in CMLL in uh, Mexico. But it's it's cool because your dad is much more of a strong style, I guess you could say, like stiff, great athlete, but stiff. You're a little bit of a mix of a, a high flyer. You're great athletic ability. It's it's cool to see a little bit different. Do you like working like the Mexican style 
did you like working in CMLL? Uh, actually, it was a, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes and no, but uh, mostly yes. It's it's pretty easy. It's different, you know, and but it has a nice flow to it. A lot of things didn't quite make make sense, but um, <clears throat> I just I think I needed more time there to actually really understand their type of their type of wrestling. You know, I try to adapt. I try to be a, a, a like a well-rounded wrestler, but uh, that was. That you know, lucha was was different for me, very different. Now, was that a place that you wanted to work, or was that almost like um, New Japan um, sent you there, like almost like a little excursion? Yeah, yeah, New Japan sent me there like a like a young boy excursion. And what did like what did you think of the Mexican fans as as far as how different they were from maybe the Japanese fans or the American fans? Oh, the Mexican fans are awesome. That's a, I, I love them. They're loving people. They're very, very cool. You know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel smothered or, I don't know, scared or anything. They're very kind people. Now, in my cable provider, I can get um, some of the Spanish channels. And then uh-huh. you know I'm wa- I'm watching and I see you I guess I guess you were wrestling a little bit of uh, barefoot at that point too which is I guess kind of an homage to your dad right uh huh which is cool and you were teaming with uh, El Terrible El Terrible was good and then uh, Ray Bucanero what was it like working with those guys I mean those are pretty uh, pretty good legendary um, lucha libre wrestlers Oh, uh, they're they're awesome I, I love following them you know I knew I knew they came from a uh, a wrestling family, and they're just great people overall. And uh, the way they worked in the ring was a smooth. I love Terrible. That's I love partnering with him, and uh, you know, following him in Mexico in in the ring was just real easy. He made it a good leader in in, in the ring for sure. And what's kind of interesting about that too is that not only is the Bullet Club big in Japan, and obviously it's huge here. There's also Bullet Club Latin America, which is cool and. Uh, when you do your tour to see MLL, there's a big, uh, big following for the public up there as well. So you guys are definitely the biz clears worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> now thinking back, I mean, obviously you've, you've, you're still very young to the business, but I mean, you've been in there with some great guys, Mascara uh, Dorada, La Sombra. I mean, you've had a ton of uh, great matches. Do you have a favorite match, or maybe a couple favorite matches you can pinpoint and say that you really love them? Uh, man. Uh, right now, I'm nah, not really. I I don't feel I have uh. I don't know. I I still see so much more I need to improve on to to feel I have that that good match. You know, to reach a good match to me. I remember a favorite one to me would be like up there, like with Tanahashi type matches, you know, with those kind of guys. So I, I, right now, I don't, I don't have anything. I'm, I, I wrestle a lot of good guys, you know, it's great, but nothing in my mind right now stands out because what I see is, you know, it's like Conan, and that's great. Those guys are hot. That's, I guess he would be one of my, one of my guys I like wrestling against is, is uh, Tana. He's because he's just, I know he's the best in the world right now. So every match with him is just like, man, this is awesome. I'm working one of the greatest wrestlers ever right now. You know, and uh, yeah, that's it. 
You definitely had a couple. I mean, I remember this one with uh, Sombra. You had a good one. Uh, Okada, I remember. Um, I got a DVD of that one. That was a that was a good match. I mean, obviously you had some good ones, but you're still very young, and uh, you got a, obviously a big future ahead of you, especially with the Bullet Club. Now, do you have? I know we mentioned Tanahashi stuff, but do you have a favorite opponent? Somebody you really, really enjoy getting in there with? Oh yeah, uh, Gato. <laughs> <laughs> I like I love uh I love working Gato. He's uh I feel like uh I you know I'm wrestling somebody from the generation before and I I'm trying to learn as much as I can from him, you know. So he's like uh I, I love being in there with him. Yeah, he's definitely a legend and it's you know, not too bad that he is also the booker, so it's not too bad to uh get in the ring with him either. Now, you've obviously had a lot of cool opponents and stuff, but is there a dream match you could say that you, you know that you have that you have in your mind that if somebody you haven't wrestled yet that you'd like to wrestle maybe in a one-on-one match? Uh, <laughs> somebody that I haven't wrestled yet? Yeah. Yep. No, not really. Uh, I mean, I, I got like. Guys, I want to wrestle with somewhere. It'll be like a uh, machine gun. That's a that's a wrestler I like to wrestle like you know, on a on a big big platform somewhere. Tanahashi. That, that's a dream match. One on one, big stage. That's that's one of my dreams. So those guys are you know are awesome. They're they're great at wrestling. So I know it'll be something special. And and of course. Uh... Maybe. I mean, it, it, this could be, obviously will never happen, but it would be a crazy dream match. Tama Tonga versus Razor Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's go. Or, or versus uh, the legendary Haku, father versus son match. <laughs> oh, man. Now we're dipping into the family. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost go and yeah, get a little I- revenge. <laughs> on uh, on Razor, you know the Dungeon of Doom versus the NWO. You can almost get a little uh, revenge uh, back back '96 style. <laughs> a little flat, a little Thursday uh, throwback, you know, match. <laughs> yep, yep. Now you know before we uh, before we wrap up, I actually just want to uh, I just want to ask you about you got an appearance coming up in uh, in June in New Jersey at a big Six Flags show for uh, for JCW. You'll be taking on uh, Joey Janela. But uh, that's uh, New Jersey is the uh, the home state of the two man power trip of wrestling man. So we're happy you'll be uh, you'll be invading. You looking forward to uh, to the big Six Flags show? Oh, awesome! Yeah, man. Oh, that'll be cool, man. We gonna meet up over there. That's cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is my first time over there to the to the um to the Northeast, man. I uh, I, like all my friends have been to New Jersey. My my family lived in Jersey. I I never been so. The talk has always been Jersey uh, all my my whole life growing up. So <laughs> this is gonna be my this is my this is my first time. I'm excited, man. I mean, I'm excited to come in and uh you know show up show up on uh this show. So it's gonna be yeah, a lot. Of, there's a lot of big names. A lot of big names on this show, you know. So it's woo. Yeah, a lot of big names, including the aforementioned Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. I think he's uh, he's actually supposed to be uh, on that show as well. But oh man, that's. That's really big. That's going to be a huge show. And uh, before we uh, before we get to your plugs, we usually ask, 
where you see yourself in five years. But before I ask that, and I just want this is my curious one. As growing up in a, in a famous wrestling family, what was your favorite match that either involved your dad or you know your you know somebody from your family is involved? What's your what was your favorite match growing up as a kid? Oh man, um, there was I, the one that just just keeps sticking out of my mind is uh my dad and Chris Benoit. Uh, and Chris Benoit went to the top rope, came down with a headbutt. My my pop caught him with the tongue and death grip while lying on his back. And that that one, I remember just like I don't know that that feeling that that matches to me was I just that that just, that showed me like I felt it. I was like, man, that's that's awesome. That's one of, probably one of my favorites. That that tongue and death grip took off like nothing else. Like out of the blue. That that thing just got over so huge, and it's like you saw him lock that in, and you you were you were literally afraid watching because you saw yeah. you saw Haku all those years, you know he was always the you know the 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 really imposing enforcer guy, and and then he locked in that tongue and death grip, and oh my god, what a new dimension that added! But that's a uh, that's an awesome match. So how about where do you see yourself in five years? Five years. Um... Uh, still, still making good money wrestling. I hope, <laughs> and uh, wherever New Japan, WWE, wherever, wherever the road takes me, you know. So, as long as there's a uh, income is still coming in. You know, it's funny. We we were talking about your dad, and I can't help but always think of. There's so many stories. Is he as tough as everyone says he is? Because there's a story, obviously, Jake the Snake, they asked him, they said, if you had a gun and Haku was three, 300 yards away from you, what would you do? And he goes, oh, I'd just kill myself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. You know, I I didn't, like, growing up, um, my dad kayfabe us, but, like, the family, like, family and work were separated big time. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff at all until I started wrestling five years ago, six years ago, you know, and then when I made my travels was when I started, like, learning everything, and I was like, holy cow, well, like, growing up, he, like, he kept us separate, like, he kayfabed us, you know, <laughs> on on a lot of it, so, what I, he was different at home, he was a pop, you know, he was he was dad, he was, he was good, you know, and when he was gone, we understood he was working to provide, you know, so, and my mom was trying to do everything to, uh, kind of keep us away from wrestling, so, I mean, but besides, like, until I started finding out them the stories of him doing all that, I was like, wow. But, I mean, I did get a lot of ass beating from him when I was growing up, and I, I survived him, so I, I, guess he just, I guess he just took it easy on me. <laughs> yeah, knowing uh, what Jake the Snake says and, and the Hacksaw Jim Duggan and all these guys, you know, basically saying, uh, you know, if he really hit you or if he really was mad at you, he'd kill you, and, you know, they're all, like, shit scared of him and stuff that, funny stuff and like you know the legend is so big about how basically he's the toughest guy ever to lace up the pair of boots yeah <laughs> that's a whew. I'm like man I survived all them butt kicking I said I must be tough <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> well now on this uh, well, I'm sorry go down oh so I was going to say uh, 
one more myth uh, was from uh, Carl Machine Gun Anderson saying that uh, the Bullet Club can drink more beer than uh, any other faction of all time either. So I hope that's true. Oh, that is not a myth. That is 100% shoot. Uh, I mean, I don't know how else to tell you, boys. We we are the real deal over there. Uh, What you see, what you get is all the same. Nice. Well, that's a hell of a way to uh, to end it. But before we uh, before we hit hit the road, please tell the fine folks and the listeners of the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling where they can find everything about Tamatanga. You can uh, find me my merch on uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash Tamatanga. You can also, if you're out in North uh, North Carolina, I'll be there on the 24th in uh, Winston Salem. And on the 30th, I'll be in, uh, man, Gas, Gascow? I, I can't remember. Anyways, I'll be in North Carolina on the 24th and 30th, all right? Nice. And nice. Uh, you got you got Twitter as well you want to throw out? Uh, shoot, fellas. I don't really know my Twitter account, but it's, find me somewhere over there. <laughs> search, I think it's search for boy, Twitter. Uh, I think it's yeah. Bad Boy Tomatonga, I believe. What's that? I think it's Bad Boy Tomatonga, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's, uh, what's that? It's at Tama underscore Tonga. There you go. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, thanks a lot, man. This has been, uh, this has been a hell of a lot of fun, and, uh, we appreciate it, man, and, uh, you know, good luck in Jersey. I'm so happy that you're, uh, you're happy to come. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate you guys having me on here, man, and, uh, definitely meet up in Jersey on the 12th, right? 